Well, good morning. Um, my name's Hannah, and this morning I'm going to be helping us to look at the next uh, part of Luke. So we've been going through Luke's gospel, his account of Jesus's life in these services in the morning. And the part we've got to today is the part where Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, where he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. You might see the words here of the Lord's Prayer that we say nearly every week in our services. Well, this is where Jesus taught his disciples that prayer. And we're going to look at it with some of the stories that came before it. You see, Richard, uh, a few weeks ago, and on a few times actually, has pointed out that Luke has not ordered his writings to tell us exactly what time and in what order Jesus did everything. But his writings aren't random either. Luke's put together these stories about Jesus with a purpose. He says to himself at the beginning of Luke's gospel, he said he's writing an orderly account. And he has ordered these stories to best convince us about who Jesus is and why he came. So when we look at the Lord's Prayer today, we're actually going to look back at the stories we looked at the last two weeks. One about an expert in the law and one about a busy hostess. And it was Richard also who pointed out that those two people shared something. They both had a problem in their relationship with God. And so we're going to see today how the Lord's Prayer can help them and us with those problems with our relationship with God. Well, we're going to see that. I've got some props here. Let me just get them. We're going to look at the Lord's Prayer and we're going to see that the Lord's Prayer can be for us a bit like, does anyone know what this might be? It's a thermometer to tell, the, <laughs> to tell your temperature. Now, if you're feeling ill, you might not show it on the outside. You might not have spots or something, but if you take your temperature and your temperature's high, it tells you that there is something wrong on the inside that you can't see, right? So we're going to see that the Lord's Prayer can be like that. It can show us actually the, bad, the wrong things that are going on inside our hearts. So we'll just pop that there. And then if you've got a temperature and you're feeling ill, what might the doctor or your parents or someone give you? If you're feeling ill, what might you get? Go on, Israel, shout it out. Medicine or cowpult, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to see that the Lord's Prayer can be like our medicine. God is a good doctor. He doesn't just tell us we have a problem. God gives us something to help us. And we're going to see the Lord's prayers like that. It's going to help us with these problems in our relationship with God. So I'll leave those there. Um, so Maris is um, going to come up to read to us in a minute. Um, but before she does, if you want to um, follow along, I've got some sheets. So down here I've got some sheets in a package. If you're a younger child, you might want to get one of these. There's some coloring and a few questions to think about as well as we go through the talk. If you're an older child or not a child at all and you just like to write, lots of us do, I quite like to take notes, and you want to follow along and take some notes, you can come and get a clipboard. Um, if you're a young person, you might want to see if anyone else on your row wants to get some. So if you want to come and get one of those or ask someone to come and grab you one, a clipboard if you want to follow along and do some writing, uh, one of the zippy packs if you want to do a bit of colouring and think about a couple of questions if you're a younger one. Adults, don't be shy. You can, get, you can follow along too with a clipboard. 
just grab one. They're all the same. Grab one and move on, and then the next person can come. Do you want maybe one of these? Right, there's still a few clipboards if anyone wants one, if you want to follow along, if you like doing that. Right. Let me pray for us, and then Maris is going to read for us. Father God, we thank you we can gather today as your family, young and old. We thank you that we can worship you and hear from your word, and we pray that you would help us now as we listen to your words, help us to understand them, and help them to change our hearts, to love you more and to love others more. Amen. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me, the door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, how know how to give good gifts to your children? How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you, Maris. Right, so as I said, we're going to look back and we're going to meet two people. Now, the first person we're going to meet was an expert in the law. Uh, I'm going to call him Eddie the expert, okay? So, uh, does anyone want to come? I know, Luke, maybe you were thinking of dressing. Did you want to come, Luke? No, is anyone else? Would anyone else like to come and dress up as Eddie the expert? Can I see anyone? Tom, excellent. Right. Now, you've got space to draw or write about Eddie the expert on your sheet as well, if you've got one of those clipboards. Now, Eddie the expert, right, would you like to wear this? He was a very respectable man. Lots of people must have known about him, maybe looked up to him even. There you go. We'll have this as well. Uh, very smart. He was very respectable, very smart. He was very well liked in society. And he was an expert in God's law. He knew all about what God had written. So you can hold that. It's a very big, heavy book. Are you ready? Oh. He knew it all. He'd read it. He knew it. He was really smart. But although he knew a lot about God, Eddie the expert had a problem when it came to his relationship with God. 
You see, he thought a relationship with God was all about how good he can be and what he knew and how, what he could do. You see, Eddie came to Jesus and he asked Jesus, well, actually, it was a bit of a trick because he already knew what it said, but he asked Jesus, what do I have to do to have life forever? Well, Eddie already knew the answer. In fact, if you just find this, uh, it's a bit tricky, that book, isn't it? Here, I've put a little bookmark for you so you can read the answer. Could you say this in a really loud voice? What does the law say that you have to do? Love God, love others. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Eddie, I mean. (laughs) The law said you must love God and love others. Now, Eddie, do you think you can do that? Do you think you're good at that? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Look very proud. Yeah. Eddie thought he was. Eddie thought he was quite good at that, that he could love God and he could love others. He knew lots about the law. But the thing was, Jesus told him a story, a story about radical love for even your enemies that was going to point out that actually Eddie the expert didn't really love God or love others as much as he thought he did. See, I wonder what you think Eddie's problem was with his relationship with God. If you've got a clipboard, you've got a space to write that. How would you describe Eddie's problem? You might say it was pride. He was coming to God thinking... I'm pretty good. I can impress Jesus. I know all about God. You might even hear it called self-righteousness, thinking that he was really good. You see, when we pray like this, when we pray like Eddie, we might come to God with a whole list of things. We might come to God thinking, hmm, God, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm living a good life. I'm doing pretty well. God, can you give me this and give me that and give me this? I deserve all this. But that's not how Jesus is going to teach us to come to God. It's a problem. Our pride and our self-righteousness, thinking that we know it all and we can do it all ourselves, is a problem in our relationship with God. Are you all right there, Eddie? It's pretty heavy. You can pop it on the floor if you want, because it is pretty heavy. So let's have a look at how this prayer that Jesus taught, or this pattern of prayer that Jesus taught, can help us when we're like Eddie, when we're too proud when we come to God? Well, first we're going to show us our problem. Now, first we say, in fact, maybe we could read these words in the purple together. Do you think you can do that with me? Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Well, I wonder, when we say hallowed be your name, that is putting God first. That's saying, God, you're amazing. God, we worship you. God, you're number one. Now, I wonder if you have a think, do you do that in your life? Do you always put God as number one? See, when we come and we say, Father, hallowed be your name, you're good, you're amazing, do things your way, is that really what we think? Is that really how we live? I think it can show us that we have a problem, that we don't put God as number one. But it can also be Like medicine, these words are really good for us to remind ourselves because it's true. It is true that God is number one, that he is to be worshipped. And you know, we don't just say, God, you're number one, you're the king. He's not a far-off, grumpy king. He's our father. He loves us even when we get it wrong, even when we don't put him as number one. He is still our loving Father. And these words remind us of that. Well, 
Let's look at this next bit. Can we say it together? Are you ready to say it with me? Give us each day our daily bread. Now, you might be thinking, well, what does that show about anything that we would do wrong or anything we might be proud about? But you know, what we pray for tells a lot about what's in our hearts. I wonder what your prayers for are for, for your needs. This prayer about our daily bread is about praying for needs. Maybe you pray about your needs and bring your needs to God, but do you pray for the needs of others? Maybe you do. Maybe you pray. It doesn't say just give me each day my daily bread, does it? But often that's how we pray. But maybe you do pray for some other people. Maybe people you love, people in your family, friends, maybe a few other people. But Jesus, in that story of the Good Samaritan, he showed us we should be loving even our enemies. Do you pray for your enemies, for their needs? Do you pray for the needs of people you don't even know? I think this shows us, doesn't it, that actually we don't love others the way we should. What we pray for can be like a thermometer showing us we actually care more about ourselves than others. But when we do pray like this, when we pray for other people, when we really pray, give us today our daily bread, when we pray for other people's needs, well, that is like our medicine. It teaches us to grow in, in a radical love that Jesus showed. Love even for your enemies. And it's going to shape us to be more loving, just as Jesus wants us to be. Well, what do we have next? Can we read the words in red together? Are you ready? Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Well, I think the problem here is pretty easy, isn't it? It shows us, when we look at our lives, we can see things that we've said that we shouldn't have said, things that we've done that we shouldn't have done, things that we didn't do that we should have done, things that we thought, or attitudes. It's easy to see that there are things wrong when we look in our lives that we have to bring to God and ask for forgiveness. And in fact, even more than that, this might show us another big problem, that we want forgiveness from God, but sometimes we aren't ready to give that same forgiveness to other people. But what do we do? We don't just say, God, all these problems, we don't just bring all our problems to God and say all the things we've done wrong to make us feel bad. No, it's like our medicine because we say, forgive us. And do you know what? Jesus promises that if we trust in him, we are forgiven, that he's died in our place so that we can be forgiven. So we can bring all the things we've done wrong to God, all the things that make us feel guilty and ashamed, and we can be forgiven. Right, and let's read this last one, this turquoise one down at the bottom together. And lead us not into temptation. Well, when we look to the future, the thing is we can notice all the things we've done wrong, we can really want to do better, but when we look to the future, the truth is we're going to mess up again. We all know it. We have to, so even in when we look to the future, we can see there's a problem. We're never going to be perfect. So what do we ask? We ask God to help us with that, to lead us. And that's what he promises to do, that he will give us his Holy Spirit to lead us.
to lead us in his ways. So, when we're being like Eddie the expert, when we're feeling a bit proud, when we come to God thinking we deserve to be heard and we deserve answers, well, the Lord's Prayer is like our thermometer. It shows us that we're not nearly as good as we think we are sometimes. It shows us that we can't come to God and impress him. It shows us that we don't deserve to be listened to. But it's also like our medicine. When we pray this prayer, it, is, it helps us to see that we've been forgiven, that we are loved by our Heavenly Father, and that he will lead us to live a life of love for him and love for others. So... Um, on your sheet, if you've got those sheets, and even for the younger ones, if you're with a younger one who's got the colouring sheet, there's a question there for them to look at. You might want to help them think about that answer. The question is, what would you like to bring to God? What would you like to say sorry for? Maybe you think about that or have a reflect on that. What would you like to say sorry for? What problem would you like to bring to God? And you know when you say sorry for that, when you bring that to God, he will forgive you. Uh, after a little bit of time for you to do that and think about that, James is going to come and help us to pray, uh, pray the Lord's Prayer, um, thinking about those things. Brilliant. Thank you, Hannah. Let's join together in a time of prayer. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Lord, help us to put you first in our lives, to remember all that you've done, and all you continue to do for us. You are such an amazing God. And through life, though life sometimes distracts us, please help us to keep in mind your name. Help us to, to keep you as the focus of our lives. And when life is hard as it sometimes is, when the world seems unfair, unjust, help us to look to you and to look forward with eager anticipation to the full coming of your kingdom. Lord, give us today our daily bread. Lord, we thank you for your provision. You know our needs better than we know them ourselves, and you provide for us generously with what we need. We're sorry when we don't love others as ourselves. We pray for the needs of others, especially for those who we might not often pray for, those who we forget sometimes. Lord, help us keep those brothers and sisters in our hearts and in our prayers even though they may be distant. Father, forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We are sorry for the things we've done, the things that hurt others, the things we've said or the things we've done and thought that we shouldn't have done, but also for the things that we should have said, the things that we wish we'd done. Thank you that if we trust in Jesus, we are truly forgiven for our sins. And Lord, lead us not into temptations. We're sorry that even though you've saved us, we still turn our back on you. Please lead us away from our selfish, our sinful desires. By your spirit, work within us. Help us become more like Jesus, growing in love for you and in love for others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And let's say together the words of the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, do take a seat. So we're going to look now at another character we met last week, if you were in the service, uh, listening to the sermon last week. And this character is Martha the Warrior. Uh, if you've got the clipboard, you've got a space to draw or write about Martha. And I'd like somebody to come up and dress up as Martha. Oh yeah, at the back, come on. I saw your hand very quick there. Is it Elvie? Yeah? Right, Elvie, you're going to be Martha today. And Martha was a very good lady, just like Eddie the Expert, a good person. And Martha had Jesus coming to her house. It was very exciting. And she wanted everything to be just right. So she was very, 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 very busy. Um, maybe she was doing lots of cooking. What else do you think you might be doing, Martha, to get ready for Jesus coming? Baking. Baking, yep. Anything else? To make your house nice, what might you do? Cleaning the windows. Oh, cleaning the windows, yep. That would be important. <laughs> Washing the floor, yep. Anything else? And cleaning all the clothes. Yeah, you have lots to do. Cleaning your clothes, the windows, the floors, making sure the house is ready, cooking lots of nice food. Martha had lots of things to be worried about. She was busy. But the thing, the problem was, oh yeah, good, good Martha. See, the problem was, with all those things, do you think you've just got time to sit down? No? You've got too much to, to yeah, she's, she can't just sit down. She's got the floors to clean, the windows to clean, the food to cook. She was so busy and so worried about all these things. But she didn't. She had something that was getting in the way of her relationship with Jesus. And it was all these things she was worried about. You see, she came to Jesus and said, Jesus, don't you care that I'm doing all these jobs and my sister's just sitting there listening to you? But Jesus said what her sister was doing was actually better. She said, Martha, you're worried about so many things. That all those worries were getting in the way of her relationship with God. She wasn't coming to God. She wasn't coming to Jesus and sitting with him because she was worried about so many things. And you know, we can all be like Martha the worrier. So you've got room to write on your sheet what was getting in the way of her relationship with God. And we can all be like that. We can be worried about many things. And instead of bringing them to God, instead of resting with him, we can be so worried, so frantic to try and sort things out. We've got all these things we're worried about and we want to sort them, fix them, do something about them. And we spend all our time trying to do that rather than coming to God. So let's see how the Lord's Prayer can help us when we are like Martha the Worrier. Are you all right to stay there for a little minute? Excellent. Okay, so let's have a look at what we say. Now the first thing we say, let's read it out together, and we're going to really know these words well by the end. Are you ready? Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now this reminds us who we're talking to. 
And I wonder, if we really believed that Jesus, that God is our loving Father, that God is in charge of everything, that he is to be hallowed, that he is doing his will, then we would bring all our worries to him, wouldn't we? But we don't. We so often think we can solve them ourselves. And I wonder, we often have a really wrong view of God. Maybe we think, like Martha thought, we think, God, don't you care? Don't you care about me? Do you you sometimes think God doesn't care? Maybe you feel like he's let you down in the past, that you prayed and he hasn't answered. Maybe you just feel he's not not there, not listening. Would you know, after the Lord's Prayer, Jesus told some stories, they're kind of comical stories to show how ridiculous it is to think that God wouldn't listen to us. The first story was about a guy who's asleep. He's fast asleep and in the middle of the night his neighbour bangs on the door because he wants a loaf of bread. Now, do you think the man would want to get up and give him a loaf of bread when he's fast asleep? No. He's tired and he's grumpy, he wants to roll back over and not listen, but the man keeps banging and keeps banging and eventually, what do you think he's going to do? Is he going to give him the bread? Yeah, I think so, because the neighbour just keeps banging, so eventually he's going to get up and give him the bread because just to shut him up and to stop him banging on the door. Well, do you think God is worse than a grumpy, tired neighbour in the middle of the night? No! That's what we sometimes view God as, a grumpy, tired neighbour who's going, oh, I don't really want to listen. Oh, fine. Go on then. I'll answer. God's nothing like that. It's ridiculous to think that God's like a grumpy, tired neighbour in the middle of the night. God is your loving Heavenly Father who has told you to come to him and to ask. He is glad to listen. Jesus tells another story He says, do you think a parent would ever give a child a gift that was designed to hurt them? Do you think your parents would ever give that? Something for your birthday that was going to hurt you? No, of course not. They wouldn't do that, would they? Well, God is our heavenly father. If your earthly parents wouldn't give you a gift that's going to hurt you, God isn't going to do bad for you. He is your heavenly loving father. So when we say these things, It's a really good reminder to us. That's our our medicine, to remind ourselves that we come to our Father in heaven, whose name is hallowed, who is in charge of all things, whose will is being done. That's who we bring our worries and our problems to. We should really want to bring our worries and our problems to. That's the best person we can bring our worries and our problems to. So what about the next one? Should we say this one together? Are you ready in green? Give us each day our daily bread. Now, I wonder what are the worries of today? That's praying about our daily bread. What are the things we need for today? Now, for some people, that will be literally the food. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from, and they pray about that. I suspect for many of us, that won't be what we're worried about today. But I'm sure you are worried about something. What are your worries for today? Are you worried about a situation at work? Are you worried about a friendship, a difficult friendship at school? Are you worried about tests or exams? Are you worried about having enough energy to get through the day? Are you worried about how you're going to feel? Are you worried about pain in your body? We have worries. 
And in the Lord's Prayer, so it shows us that we have worries. We have worries about each day. But in the Lord's Prayer, we bring those worries to God. We ask God to provide for us, to give us our daily bread, to look after us. We bring the worries of today to God. And you know, whilst we do that, we might also realize that God has given us many good things. It can help us sometimes to to look at the things God has given us. Did you have breakfast this morning? God has provided your daily bread. You can thank him for that. Do you have somewhere to live? You can thank God for that. Do you have friends and family? You can thank God for that. Have you witnessed something beautiful in God's creation? We can thank God for all those daily things he does give us. What about the next thing? Should we read this next line in red? Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Now here we're looking back. I wonder if there's things in your past that you are still worried about today. Things that you replay in your mind. Things that you just wish you could go back and change. Things that still affect you now. Maybe it's things that you've done that you wish you could change, that you wish you didn't, ways you've acted. Maybe it's things that other people have done to you. But when we look in our past, there are worries. When we think about it, when we, when we pray this, we can see that there are worries. There are things that we are worried about in our past, things that we have done and things that others have done to us. But in the Lord's Prayer... We take those things in our past, our worries, to God. And that is our medicine. We bring the worries of our past to God. We ask God to forgive us for the things that we've done wrong. And you know, he does. He forgives us and frees us from guilt and from shame. And we ask God to help us forgive others as well. Where we've been wronged and hurt. We ask God to help us forgive and to heal. What about this last line? Should we read this last line together? And lead us not into temptation. What are your... This line is looking to the future, isn't it? When we think about the future, there are things we are worried about. I don't know what it is for you, but when you think about the future, I'm sure there are things that worry you. What do you do with those worries? Well, we should take them to God. Take those worries to God. Ask him to lead us. When Jesus is teaching his disciples after this, he says that God will give the Holy Spirit when we ask. He will lead us. Let's take our worries about the future to God and ask him to lead us. And just as we finish, I want us to think about how God answers these prayers. Now, I am not saying that if you go home and you pray these words every night you will have no worries. That is not what Jesus is saying. But Jesus is giving us a pattern for our prayers that is going to help us when we're like Martha, when our worry is getting in the way of our relationship with God, we can pray in this way and take our worries to God. And he doesn't promise to take all our worries away, but he does promise, as I said, his spirit He promises his spirit to be with us. It reminds me of some of 
famous um, favorite verses in Philippians where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So to the worried Marthas in all of us that are so busy trying to sort things out in our life, that are so taken up by our worries that we forget to come to God. Well, the Lord's Prayer can show us, reveal to us some of those things we are worried about, but it can also be like our medicine, that we bring our worries to our Heavenly Father, big and small, past, present, and future, to our all-loving, powerful Heavenly Father. So maybe in your head, or if you've got a sheet, and the younger ones too, maybe you could help, if you're with a younger one, you could help them answer this question, about what worries would you like to tell God about? What worries would you like to bring to your all-loving, powerful Heavenly Father? Have a moment to think and reflect. If you've got a clipboard, you could write that on your sheet. Uh, And then James is going to come and help us to pray. Heavenly Father, as we reflect on this pattern for prayer that you have taught us, we bring these words to you now. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. We thank you. You love us more than any earthly parent. Thank you that you are God, that you made the world. You hold all things together. We're sorry when we try to deal with worries ourselves rather than bringing them to you. Help us to remember that through you all things are possible. Give us today our daily bread. Lord, we lift up to you the things we're worried about. Think about the things that we hear on the news, the wars, the strife in this world, and we lift them to you, Lord. We thank you that you meet our needs each day, food to eat, a place to live, but we lift up those who don't share these things, Lord, those who struggle at the moment. We pray, Lord, that you would be with them. Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. When we look back into our past, we may well be worried or anxious about the wrong things we've done. Father, we're sorry we've caused hurt, we've caused pain to others, and at times we've rejected you. But thank you that you forgive us You forgive the hurt that we've caused to others. And though it may continue to cause us worry or anxiety, we ask that we can bring these worries to you and that you'll forgive us. Lord, lead us not into temptation. For though there are many things about the future that worry us, we know worrying cannot add even a single hair to our head. Please help us to bring these worries to you, to trust in you, to trust that you will provide for us and that you will lead us in your way, whatever life may bring. We say all of this in your name, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.